mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? All right, so we're back with episode 17. This makes it the Jennifer episode. (laughs) Jennifer. Which, if you noticed, anything that's like a G or a J, like a J, J, E, N sound. Mm -hmm. Remember, gender was gender. (laughs) And now Jennifer is Jennifer. Jennifer. Because it's like in the the intro of the show, she goes, and Jennifer. (laughs) So this is the Jennifer episode. Uh, and it is pretty funny how over the course of our show, things have lined up perfectly several times, if you haven't noticed. So we're on episode 17 and wrapping up season one, mm-hmm. which is both season one of the show and and season one of our show. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny that when we come back, we're going to be on the 18th child and this the show will now be 18 <laughs> kids and counting. And counting. So it's funny that that's lined up. Um, if you remember when the specials ended and we got into the actual show was like right when sentencing was all wrapped up. Oh, yeah. So that lined up. There's a lot going on. And then like <laughs> when, the, when we did the episode of the Pest and Anna engagement, mm-hmm. it was the week of the 14 year right. anniversary of that. So I don't know. Some things have lined up very interestingly. It was if, meant to be. If I was a Duggar, I would be tempted to say that it was all a part of God's plan. <laughs> Because you know how, uh, you know, uh, what was it that Michelle said? There is a creator and yeah. he has a plan. <laughs> so I, maybe this is all God's timing uh, with this podcast. All, the way this is all lining up for us. Yep. Just I thought that was worth pointing out. All the weird little. I've never owned a Cabbage Patch doll. I'm part of the Chosen. Oh, yeah. There yep. you go. So today's episode is the state of the podcast episode. <laughs> So think of this as like the like reunion episode of a reality show. <laughs> At the end. Yes. You're you're kind of like recapping and then you're taking questions. What's and, the guy that hosts all that show? All those shows? Are you talking about are you talking Andy Cohen on? Yeah. Are we gonna is Andy here? Yeah, we're Andy. Gonna, I'm not wearing a fucking ball gown, god damn it. I need to be wearing a ball gown. I need to have like a drink hidden behind a pillow. I need to have my receipts printed out. Damn. Missed opportunity. Andy, if you're in the hallway, this is your entrance. This is your cue. Um, so, yeah. So, think of this as like a reunion episode. So, if you're here for straight up Duggar content and Duggar content only, this may not be the episode for you. Correct. Because, um, yeah, it, this is going to be uh, stuff that's about us. like Taking questions that's not just podcast related is yeah. what I'm getting at. So. Anyways, uh, you might want to jump out if this isn't your your deal. <laughs> or okay, maybe so stick around. Maybe you'll get interested in it. Maybe. Who knows? Yep. So I'm going to start off with a couple questions for you, Tim. Okay. So if I was Andy, I need to have like blue cards, like place for like <laughs> reading cards that I'm reading off of. Damn it, my fucking ball gown. Um, okay. So when I first told you that I wanted to start this podcast, like how did you really feel? So I'm not a big uh reality tv show fan 
so I've never really, really cared for any of the survivor, like, even things that were adjacent to my interest, like Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen wasn't well, interesting that, because that it was, like... trash. It's not good. It is, but I'm talking about, like, at the very beginning, like, even things that are close to what I like, I've never been into, so... You um, like Top Chef. That's a reality show. It is, and the drama is there, but I feel like it's not really manufactured for the most part and i feel like in my opinion i felt like a lot of reality tea was manufactured drama so um i wasn't super pumped um but i've also spent years hearing you talk about it and i'm human i have that interest in other people's lives so even though i wasn't interested in watching the show or any of that matter if you were that into it there has to be something interesting because well, I, yeah, I like it, and I'm interesting. <laughs> because I feel like even if I'm not interested in like a show you watch, like Housewives is a perfect example. You can show me scenes from Housewives that are funny, but it's not something I would choose to watch myself. Yeah. So because of that, I wasn't super interested in the idea of going through that. But if you were that pumped about it and you thought this was such a good idea, there has to be a nugget of realism there. So I I did it for you, honey. Oh, I'm so lucky. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, is I'm just so lucky that you're here to like, you know, with my baggage, you'll take my baggage. <laughs> you'll deal with it, all my Duggar baggage and, you know. Don't hate her, sir. She's, She's my, my problem. problem. Um so at what point did you actually start to enjoy it? Um I think because I went in with a with like a mission, like I went into it being like I'm going to analyze this, I'm going to figure out why it's interesting. I I don't feel like there was a point where I was like, "Oh, this is awful." From the beginning because I had something to do, I was going to muscle through some of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, I didn't have to do that. Like I was interested from the beginning. Well, you definitely weren't like, you know, you didn't shit all over, but I just remember when I told you, like, I was like, hey, I want to do this. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And that, it's like, you weren't That pumped. story in the, in the <laughs> anchor ad <laughs> isn't, the, isn't lying. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, okay, he's not pumped, but I'm like, he'll, I was like, he'll understand. He'll get it. Right. And for me, like the second episode, you were like, I have so many notes. I was like, he gets it. He's done one episode and he's starting to get it. But yeah, did it click a little bit more for you when it switched over to the show? Or was it like... Oh, definitely. Um, the specials on the show are very different. And I feel like the specials were very hokey. I'm going to watch this once and never watch it again. Yeah. So it was a very... Um, over-explanatory, and it was the same information, and I was honestly hoping it wasn't more of the same. Yeah. And the show was very different in format. That's why I felt like I had to keep telling you. I'm like, and it changes when it gets to the show. We get down to things more. Like, yeah. You know, because like, we only- watched one of the episodes in an in an airport in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I was floor. watching it, and I was... <laughs> I was not into it. This nope. was like the third special. I had heard the same shit over and over again. Like, yeah. I get it. They do a lot of laundry. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so it was a little bit rough to watch, um, I think, on that level. But I was watch- I remember <laughs> sitting on the ground of the airport and watching you watch it. And I was thinking, like, God, he hates his life right now. <laughs> like, it was awful. He, he was that episode was it. so bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, okay, so has this been... Has anything... <laughs> been surprising to you not what you expected or just you know has anything just been kind of a surprise i mean honestly that the show is exactly what i thought it was okay 
So I don't feel like I had any preconceived notions that it was going to be bad or it was going to be this or that. I I assumed it was going to be how it was, and that's how it is. There you go. That's uh, pretty much it. Um, I think one of the things that I didn't expect was that regardless of weird, twisted world ideas and opinions, some of the kids are very likable okay. on a level. Like, maybe not all the way through, but on a level, like, they're likable. And I don't, I think I was going to go in and be like, no, it's this weird parent couple and they're gremlin-ass kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I didn't, I don't think I expected to be endeared to some of those children as much. So, who are you endeared to? I mean, homie that danced was pretty good. Jackson. Is that Jackson? Jackson getting, you know, Jackson was the one that got lost in the airport. Yep. Jackson was the savage with the evaporated milk, and then he was the one cutting rugs. So it sounds like he's been more action Jackson in this <laughs> season. He's been getting up to a lot more than the other characters. Uh, so I think Jackson, Jackson is endearing. Um, she doesn't say anything, so how do you know? But Ginger's faces, like I'm definitely a fan of Ginger's faces. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the crackhead that was out at that art exhibit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Delivery guy. Actually, you know who my first love Jabaloon in this show Man. is? Jabaloon yeah. Man. Um, so, so it's kind of funny because, like, as we've been going through all of this, one thing that's been surprising for me, at least, is like, okay, I was like, we're gonna go through the, we're gonna go through the show, we're gonna go mm-hmm. through the episodes, and I kind of had this vague idea of like the deep dives, but it wasn't really until like after that first episode that I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, I guess it like, oh. you know, like. I did it that first time, and mm-hmm. it, I remember it, like that first one being a little bit. It was background of what had happened previously, like with the Holtz mm-hmm. and stuff. But like it hit me like after that first episode, I'm like, oh, like deep dives are like what I'm gonna do now. Like not right. just recapping like the episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole thing started to formulate like as I was doing it, and so I was like, okay, so like we're a, we're a snark podcast. <laughs> but I think the thing that's been surprising to me is how much more it's more than just a snark podcast to yeah. me at least, and actually. From other people that we've heard too it's like we've gotten a lot of um emails comments about people being like you know i i grew up in a fundy background or i came out of this different cult situation but the core they're all the same like there's yeah. the same basic type stuff there mm-hmm. and um just like people saying like oh this has been great for me because i'm still unpacking it and it's and it's doing it in light-hearted way or blah blah, right. blah blah and i was just like damn this is really and like you know i'm breaking down every other episode mm-hmm. about something so i think what's been unexpected for me <laughs> is how much i'm like it is just like it feels like it's it's like snarking for a cause you know <laughs> because it's not just for the sake of making a funny joke yeah There's i mean there are moments like cre- clearly there are moments yeah but like your deep dives are so good because they're so meticulously researched and i just feel like it's like okay so yeah we're here to laugh at you know whatever cabbage patch dolls yeah but at the end of the day it's like there's so much deeper to this there's the stuff that happened with josh and like the victims and things and like there are the times yeah. that need to be serious mm-hmm. but then also just at the end of the day yeah we're snarking on these people being like funny or like weirdos and stuff like that but there's such a deeper more destructive thing behind it all correct so yeah yeah so even as far as my expectations i was like oh this got a little bit like deeper than i think <laughs> i knew going into it correct. you know yeah just kind of naturally came about what did you say you're a slut for details i'm a slut for details <laughs> i am and then we're snarking for a cause snarking slut for, for details, a cause. snarking for a cause 
If we had mottos, those are it. She got that tattooed somewhere. <laughs> Snarking for a cause. <laughs> slut for details. <laughs> she has a tattoo that says Dude, slut. I should get slut. I should, yeah, I should have my friend Nicole do slut for details on me. Yeah. Like, small script. Anyways. That's um, a good idea. So, yeah. And then I've had my times where I was, um, like, concerned that maybe I'm like, oh, God, I, like, have my imposter syndrome. Or mm-hmm. just, like, nervous. Where I'm Ooh, like, I have that so bad. I'm like, I'm like veteran, like seasoned snarkers. I'm like, what am I telling them that they don't know? So then I'll be like, what the fuck? So then it makes me feel better when people are like, oh, this is still like interesting or whatever. But yeah. at the very least, I'm hoping that at least seasoned snarkers are going through the whole like Christmas through the eyes of a child. You haven't experienced <laughs> it like the way I am with you. Yeah. I'm hoping at least at the end of the day, even if they know some of the stuff, they're like hearing you hear it for the first time. I'm hoping that's <laughs> enough, you know? See it. Through my eyes. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so that's kind of all. I was going to get into Q&A unless you had something else you wanted to say. No, let's do it. All right. This is exciting. I'm like giddy excited. Okay. Okay, first one. Hi, I've heard Whitney tell a little bit about a Mormon upbringing. I guess you're out now. Are, are your family still in? Tim grew up Catholic. Question. Will you make a season two? Where do you find the episodes? <laughs> I want to watch. I love your podcast. Thanks for all the cringy gossip. (laughs) Lots of love love from hell. Now on vacation in Bulgaria, listening by the pool. And then uh, she says, you can say my name. Always fun to hear foreign people try. (laughs) So so I was like. We we tried to practice I was like, I'm going to practice. And she was like, it's okay if you get it wrong. But do you want to try? Do you want to say it first or me first? You say it first. I think it's Hege. Right? Yeah. See, I hit the first vowel a little bit longer, and then it's a Hege. short drop-off. So I was more of a Hege. Hege. Or, okay. Anyways, this is our friend from <laughs> Hell, Norway. I apologize if I just butchered your name. I tried. I hit, like, Google Translate with but the we were little both listening audio to it. We had our phones so up, times. and we were, I was, like, going to different ones, and I'm like, let's listen to this girl. Now let's listen to this girl. She was looking they do- at, so if it makes you feel better, she was looking your name up on YouTube. Yeah, I, but I looked at, like, a couple different videos, and they did sound different a little bit different yeah so I'll say that. i don't know i hopefully i tried i don't know <laughs> anyway so um now to actually answer her questions so yes i grew up mormon i've been out since my dad moved out when i was 16 mm-hmm. i pretty much haven't stepped foot back in a church since then mm-hmm. um my as far as my family i uh, don't speak to my father at all but he is still very in it somewhere in another state mm-hmm. none of my sisters or i are in my mom still is but my mom is very different she's not your typical like she doesn't give a shit what anybody else is doing like she's just she's <laughs> yeah. not pushing it like she goes and i think she only goes because it's all she knows like she's 72 yeah. years old and been going her entire life yeah so at that point it's just like a familiarity like comfort thing mm-hmm. but yeah but there's no issue there like because she doesn't push her shit or correct yeah so so that's my situation tim you grew up catholic yes i grew up catholic um, I was super involved probably in like probably seventh grade ish um, through about my sophomore year of high school. Um, and I just I don't know. I think I think my my parents have told me since that, you know, like around that time, they kind of only went so much because I was into it, which I think is fascinating mm-hmm. because I obviously went to it because I felt like I had to because that's how we grew up. And then I found a community like I played music and I, you know what I mean? So it was like, once again, I've been saying this for months, like people look for community. 
And that was one of a community that I had. So that like that was fun. And but I did hit a point where I'm like, oh, I wish my parents weren't as into that. I don't really want to go anymore. And it was funny that we were kind of both feeling the same things. Yeah. Which is so funny because whenever Tim brings it up, I'm like, I've never seen his family like go to church. So it's like this like. They're not those kinds of Mexicans. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not like the. Yeah. They're like holiday if my mom wants to go back to church Mexicans. You I don't know even I mean? think since I've been with you, like I can recall a time that they're like, we're going to church on this holiday, <laughs> like ever. Um, so, yes, we will be making season two. Mm-hmm. We plan to go forward as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, where we find the episodes. So those first initial ones we were watching on YouTube, the specials minus one that got taken down. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I've had a pr- I've thrifted the DVDs. And um, this week I kind of freaked out because some of them are hard to come by. Right. And so I have this whole next season and then I didn't have the one after that. And then I have the other one later. But Mm -hmm. I kind of freaked out this week and I bought one for way more than I (laughs) feel like I would have. And it's not even this whole next season we're about to do. It's the season after that. (laughs) But like. But you were worried about having it. They're getting harder to find. And so I paid $30 for it, which is more than I wanted to. Right. But it's like. I kind of, I don't know. And I'm sorry. I had a minor freak out the other day, like literally woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> oh thinking about when we get to 19 kids and counting, because that was primarily, that was like when everybody was streaming. I'm like, is there even DVDs of that? And like, <laughs> right now it's currently up on discovery, but I'm afraid of them taking it down. So I'm like, I'm like, should I be like somehow screen recording all of these right now? Like, I don't oh, know. I'm God. kind of freaking out a little bit. But can, um, can you buy them on like iTunes or anything? I don't know. I need to look more into it, but like, these I feel like that would a little be... bit harder to find than you'd think. I'm not going to lie. There was a season of Doctor Who that they didn't stream. And I was so like up on Doctor Who hype that I started buying the episodes on iTunes. Yeah. So I don't know. Not I'm my gonna proudest have to, moment. I, I, I'm getting a little anxiety feeling like I'm not going to have all the seasons because there is like there's a lot. And like anyways, but that's that's what I do is I thrift them. <laughs> and wake up in the middle of the night and thinking panic. about DVDs. Yep. I'm like that uh, meme where it's like me in the middle of the night and it's like the person waking up says, where's my birth certificate? I'm like, where's season three? Where's season three? <laughs> oh man anyways um sorry if i just yelled into the microphone (laughs) okay so i think that was it will you do a season two where you find the episodes okay yes so that's everything from our friend from norway um the next one i don't have a question they said that we could put this in here though i don't have a question just letting you know that barbara walters from ontario canada (laughs) loves your show we've talked to her on instagram when when you hear from barbara walters i mean you gotta (laughs) bring it you know you gotta talk about it so there Notoriety. may not be a question, but I had to bring it up. I mean, the <laughs> Barbara Walters from Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Damn, that's not a humble brag. That's a brag brag. <laughs> so thank you, Barbara. <laughs> um, the next one is Noelle from Maine. She says, you have to do a jugger, a dugger jurisdiction for one week at the Tater Tot Mansion. Which do you choose? And which do you absolutely not want to be stuck with? <laughs> Also, seeing as Tim is a chef, I would love to challenge him to recreate tater tot casserole with his own recipe. We'll get to that. Ooh, that would be fun. I can't put my idea into words, but I'm thinking of those cooking shows where they have to recreate XYZ but make it gourmet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so backing it up. (laughs) You have to do a jurisdiction for one week. What do you choose? Laundry. Really? I love doing laundry. Um, Which one do you not choose? Cleaning my parents' bedroom. (laughs) I didn't even think of that one. See, I was thinking... The jurisdiction I would choose would be cooking because, mm-hmm. number one, I like to cook, but mm-hmm. I also feel like it gets me away from the fuck of the rest of the fucking family, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the one I wouldn't want to do is laundry. So it's a good thing you want to do laundry. Yeah. I love folding laundry. 
and if it has hate a good it. place, I love putting it away. I hate seeing. That's why we. That's why we we work, honey. That's honey. why we work, honey. Because uh, I don't mind putting in laundry. She doesn't fold laundry though. She is a piler. Yeah, I would. I would be fine to sleep in it if you'd let me. I don't give a shit. Like. The only reason uh, any clothes, towels, or anything are ever put away in this house is because Tim puts them away. So. Facts. Straight facts. Um, so the one, yeah. So I would cook, and I mm-hmm. would not want to do laundry. Oh, so Okay, so we've had a lot of talk about the tater tot stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll actually come um, in, more, in more questions as well. But basically, I've had this idea since the beginning of time <laughs> when we first started this. Like before we yeah. were like, we had done like the second episode. And I was like, and then at some point we're going to do reels where right. we're going to make like the Duggar recipes. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We live in Arizona and it's hot as fuck right now. True. It is so hot. And like the idea of cooking or turning on your oven just like makes me want to shoot myself. 100%. Um, not to be dramatic, but I think I get slight seasonal depression. Yep. Um, You're not I, wrong. I feel like everybody talks about like. <laughs> it like, in the winter. Yeah. Like winter. But I'm like, let's talk about the summer. I just yeah. feel like it's whatever extreme in your area. Yeah. And it's not like I can't get out of bed, you know, depression. Yeah. But like I'm in a definite funk. Mm-hmm. Fall comes and I fucking come back to life. Preach sister. And I'm ready to live again. So once fall comes around and I can handle the idea of turning on my oven and the thought of a casserole without throwing up, we will definitely be making the original just Mm -hmm. to be able to experience it. Mm -hmm. And then my idea is that we both make a version of it. Mm -hmm. And that, but there's like ground rules. Like I feel like it needs to have a ground meat. (laughs) Is that why it's called ground rules? (laughs) Merp. Good one. High five. Um, Needs to have a ground meat, and I'm thinking, you know, has to have tater tots. You can't do anything else, like, potato-y, you know? Okay. Try and decide if it needs to have a canned soup item of some sort or not. (laughs) Maybe we can settle up on this later. Just think about it. (laughs) But the idea is I think we'll make the original, and then we'll both make our versions and be sharing those, along Mm -hmm. with other Duggar recipes, as I chisel my way out of seasonal depression. (laughs) I I will say, I'm, as a uh, Mexican descendant... I never really had casseroles as a kid. I had to introduce them. I will I will throw down on a casserole. I got him into sour cream Love noodle good casserole. bake. He had never had a bake until <laughs> I baked him a bake. So, yeah, we can... My first bake. Yeah. Um, see, like, we didn't grow up on tater tot casserole, but I made it twice. I'm sorry, I'm going on about tater tot casserole. Um <laughs> I made That's it twice. That's what as a... the people came for. <laughs> I made it twice growing up on my own, having seen it like in things. Mm-hmm. But mine had like veg. There's is like condensed, like evaporated milk, cream soups, turkey, and like tots. Yeah. Like mine had green beans in it. Like there was and cheese. Frozen peas. It had no, no, there was no peas. It was no? green beans, beef, the creamed soups. Mm-hmm. But then there was like cheese and stuff. So like there's, I don't know. There seems a little bland. Hmm. Go figure. Go figure. Okay, so the next one's a long one. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, this is from, hey, it's Sierra Lucio 5 from South Carolina. She says, I have like tons of questions, so you might get multiple <laughs> emails from me. Firstly, do you ever think you might have guests on? I volunteer as tribute if you ever want to hear me express how the Duggar daughters, Jana, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, and Joy, made me realize I couldn't turn myself straight. I am gay as fuck. <laughs> Also, how much would you pay for that 12-year-old ginger diary now? LOL. I'm going to say LOL just so people get the vibes, okay? So you can feel. Um, Whitney, which moments are you most excited to see Tim's reaction to? Also, do you think of 
Here we go. Testing Duggar recipes. Mm. If so, Tim, which one do you think will taste the best? Everyone says Jill and Derek are more most likely to write a tell-all. Do you actually think she will? Also, so far, Jill is the one you call the dweeb in episode 15. So do you <laughs> still think she's a dweeb today, or did she grow out of it? Um, let's see. I'm going to kind of skip over some parts. Have you ever gone to a meet and greet or met a Duggar? If not, which one would you want to meet the most, and what would you say? I want to meet Anna and tell her that she... Has so many people that would support her if she, if she left and deserves better. <laughs> also, do you really think there's nothing was no deep info in Ginger's diary? I actually really don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, where do you think the diary is now? Sorry if I'm caught up on it, but I feel like steal, stealing a girl's diary is a very gay thing to do. As a gay, <laughs> I can say that I would do that. I wouldn't sell it, but I would steal it and keep it. <laughs> I'm surprised. Best regards, diary stealer. <laughs> um, I'm surprised Mandy didn't make copies to keep before sending back. Um, sorry that was long. Hope you could get some all, but I understand if you can't. Also, love the ideas of five trees for Christmas as someone whose summers are also way too hot and long. <laughs> Yo. Okay, so let's back it up and go through all the questions. Do we think we'll have guests on? I think, I mean, we're still waiting on the chicken. Ugh, but um, dream. I think, personally, I envision more guest stuff more towards the counting on days down mm -hmm. the road that's just my vision and what do you see when you think of guests um maybe people um adjacent if we ever come across some adjacent people mm -hmm. or people that came from ivlp or people you know just like mm, something that that's in one, yeah when i say adjacent it could be either to the family or to the cult or you know correct just but i, I see that more down the road av after we've uncovered more and covered okay. more ground and done more deep dives is kind of what i'm thinking okay i f see we'll, we'll just see what time brings us but I, we're yeah. open to it definitely mm -hmm. um whitney which moments are you most excited to see tim's reaction to okay Ooh, so this the is like a sneak peek the engagement was a big one like i was like so <laughs> excited about that and i feel like basically anything that's in the intro because i just pulled those sound bits and then tim created the Oh yeah, I feel intro. like I'm. I feel like I'm filling out the diary, and then like I know that these milestones are going to happen, and then when I get to them, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And so many of them aren't until counting <laughs> on that. Like it's almost unfortunate because it's so far down the road. The only one you've heard so far is the "We Are from Arkansas." Like, yeah. um, I was going to say, if we could, if you could find those clips that you would want to do that, would you change the theme for season two or three? Um, I don't like know. update it, you know, like series get. I'm listening right now. I'm listening. But if we done that, I think it should have only been season one stuff. The first one, season two. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you can still pick from other places. I don't know. We'll see. We, I, it was I'm hard listening. enough to get those clips. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Pod Meets World. I'm listening to this Boy Meets World podcast with three of the actors, and they always talk about that awful season one theme song. I like it. It's nostalgic. <laughs> but i i think that i am looking forward to him seeing the wedding which is the beginning of next season so it's yeah. right around the corner mm -hmm. i'm really excited about that and then way down the road i'm really excited for tim to see how fucking horny joy and ginger are when they're courting like those two are fucking horn dogs and i can't wait for you to see it like i'm like damn girls like simmer down <laughs> they're gonna jump his leg like i'm like get out down so, yeah, those are some of the oh, things. I'm, oh, and some of their travels and like 
if you can even imagine it, Boob is more of a buffoon than you can ever imagine. Oh so, yeah, those are the things I'm looking forward to. He's like an actor that gets better every season. He God. just gets more boobier every and, season. And by better, we mean worse. <laughs> um, everyone says Jill and Derek are most likely to write a tell-all. Do you actually think she will? Now, I think that Derek, I could see Derek actually doing it. I think he likes to, he's like to tease it, but he always was like, well, I'm busy with law school, which is number one, convenient, but mm. also probably somewhat true. And then they yeah. just had another baby and he just got his job. I could see him still doing it at some point. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where she's probably in her core okay with it, but she's still probably awkward mm-hmm. about it. But anyways, I could see him someday cashing in on that shit. Because that is something I buy. All, by the way, all of their stuff that I buy, I want you guys to know I buy secondhand as to not give them more money. Yep. But um, I'm pretty sure I'd be on the pre-order list for that. So <laughs> that is one time that I think I'd give a Duggar my money. <laughs> Shout out to thriftbooks. Thriftbooks com. is my bitch. I buy so much. I just spent $30 on season three there. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag should, should be, be an ad. ad. Um, do you think she's still a dupe today or does she outgrow it? I think when you're an adult, your dweebiness changes. Agree. It evolves. Agree. She's still a dweeb to her core. It's just a different <laughs> form of dweeb. And yeah. now you can be like, well, she's a mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's different than when you're just like Correct. a teenager dweeb. Yeah. Um, no, I have never gone to a meet and greet or met any form of Duggar. So, no. Um, who would I like to meet the most? Um, hmm. I feel like I could get the most information out of Derek. So if he counts as a Duggar through marriage, <laughs> I think he'd spill. So happily. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Derek if that counts. What about you? Um, He's never been to a meet and greet, guys, in case that was a... I have not. <laughs> but I also honestly don't know anything about them as adults. Yeah. He, like I know you, absolute zero I th- about them as adults. And just so you... Like sometimes it one. may get like lost... In this, that Tim seriously is only knows what he's what we've talked about so far. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, like you guys who have watched before, you might have some sort of like, you know, idea. No, Tim, like he has no idea what I'm talking about when I'm saying this stuff in the future. He's just sitting here staring at me. Yep, ice cold. Yep. Um, I really don't think there's anything deep in Ginger's diary. So, yeah. (laughs) How exciting could her diary be at that point? Yeah. I think it really was what it is. I got it. I got a new denim skirt today. <laughs> Maybe this one had a rough edge, you know, so it's like edgy, you know, when it's got the little bit of the the fray. No, yeah, you know, getting edgy. <laughs> All right, so that's everything from Sierra Lucio Five. Okay, next one is hi Whitney and Tim I recently found your show and binged it all on a recent drive I had to make for work I loved it being a Duggar aficionado slash cringe follower for years I always (laughs) enjoy finding things that put a new spin on something I thought I knew everything about I'm a slut for detail myself (laughs) slut for details I'm also living for your impression of Michelle. <laughs> it is so spot on. Sometimes I think it's actually her. I literally could listen to you read the phone book in that voice and die from laughter. I think it would be hilarious if Michelle, in quotes, were to read an excerpt or something from like a Harley Quinn novel or Fifty oh, Shades of Grey oh, that's in that a great breathy idea. way only she can. That is such it would a good be idea. hysterical, vomit-inducing to hear all the ways Booth could never be able to satisfy Michelle in that non-procreating, sinful kind of way oh, just man. a suggestion 
That's such a good idea. Um, if we ever have a Patreon, that'll be like right. the bonus of <laughs> the Patreon bonus. <laughs> I'd really have to drink a lot of liquids. I'd be getting dry mouth. Um, anywho, loving the show and listening to you two be hilarious. Keep up the good work. And this is Megan from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So uh, that's funny. Right now, I'm at a weird point in my life where the weirdest things are like the best compliments in the world to me right now. Okay. So her being like, you're Michelle voice. I'm like, oh my God, this is the nicest thing you could have ever said. <laughs> and then the other day, because uh, now I'm, I, I'm, I sell vintage stuff um, online and mm-hmm. I've gotten a couple reviews lately that are like packed with such great care. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the best compliment ever. <laughs> so yep. weird, weird point in my life where these type of compliments are like the best things you could ever say to me. So thank you, uh, She will Megan. pack boxes and then bring them over to me and shake them Violently in my face. shake them. And be like, did you hear anything? <laughs> It's kind of hot in t- a weird way. I take my packing very seriously. So when they're like wonderfully packed, I'm like, yeah, thank you. Okay, next one. Hi, I am loving this podcast so much. Your investigative skills are seriously impressive. I mean, finding the, quote, college student that stole the diary, 26 years old, um, not too shabby. Okay, ready for the questions. If this is too, too personal, just ignore it or tell me to F off. <laughs> You speak a lot about your childhood and parents and how you were raised. What is the relationship like with your parents today? And then two, what are your thoughts about Jana? Do you think she will ever leave home, marry, perhaps she is gay, which I can't imagine she would feel free enough to embrace? And then the third one is, do you think at any time in the future, near or distant, any of the Duggar children will write a book? Maybe Cousin Famey even? Give Mildred my best. I'm off to bed with dreams of the Tin Mansion and Tater Tot Casserole. And that's Susie or Susanna from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, Mildred, you have a buddy. I know, Mildred. So the first one, it's not too personal, so no, you don't have to fuck off. <laughs> um, so my childhood and stuff was my relationship like with them today. I have not spoken to my dad in probably 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim only met him once by accident kind of very awkward very yeah very um, jim bob adjacent oh the the hair like you guys wait like my dad has jim bob hair <laughs> dad has lego hair yeah, yeah he does he's had the same hair <laughs> from the 70s like the combed deep like deeply like rounded at the forehead you know yep. um so yeah i haven't spoken to my dad in at least 12 years mm-hmm. uh, my mom i still I'm close with, you know, see her often. So, yeah, have no relationship with my dad whatsoever or anybody from his entire side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, close with all my sisters and my mom. So, and they're still very religious in that in Mormonism. Who, my dad, your dad, yeah, it's like side of the family. Um, so I mean, because you there's some in and out, but yes, but it's like you and your sisters, we were like the trailblazers of out, yeah. like we were like the black sheep. But then, like, that side of the family was like, oh, like, those force. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. We were definitely the black sheep of that side of the family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no contact with, with my dad. He, mm-hmm. he, um, he's finally found us. He takes a few years to find where we've lived. We've now been where we're at for four years. He finally found Using us. Using public information. <laughs> yeah. So and, he's, yeah. But yeah, that's about it. He, he does send cards and stuff, but we don't speak. You want to talk? Can I tell them about the DVD? Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> So I always make the joke that like Whitney didn't have a whole lot of like parent related like nostalgic things. And 
the, by that I mean like oh I'll, like one of mine my dad and I used to play Super Nintendo together so I have like this minor nostalgic thing about Super Nintendo because it is something I did with my father like you really don't have any of those things yeah. so if you don't know your kids that way you can't give them really personal gifts because you don't know anything about them Mm-mm. so I remember when she told me that she had gotten a Christmas gift from her father and this was when we were still living at your mom's house, right? Yeah. So uh, her dad had come and dropped off gifts. And when she opened it, it was <laughs> season seven of Monk. <laughs> Just which, to be clear, all my sisters also got season seven of Monk. And here's the thing. Like, I mean, did I watch it on USA when it popped on? Sure. Was I some fan of Monk? No. And to like, to give us all season seven? Like... <laughs> Like, it's so fucking random. It's like, dumb. Like, I kept it for a really long time because I'm like, every time I looked at it, I got a really good fucking laugh out of it because it's so preposterous. Oh, man. Because it's not even like, let me introduce you to this show that I like. Here's season, no, here's season seven. No mind the other six. <laughs> no mind what's been happening for six seasons. It's so dumb. Here's season seven. Uh. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, do you have anything else to say on that one? Nope. Okay. Um. Oh wait, that was your that was the question about parent relationship. Yeah. Is that for just you, or do you want me to answer you, that? Go go for it. All right. So, what's the first part of it? Just um, growing you, up. You speak a lot about your childhood and parents mm. and how you were raised. What is the relationship with your parents like today? Ah. Um. I am the parent of uh, an immigrant. My dad's from Mexico. You're, you're the son. You're not the parent of. There you go. Um, so my dad's from Mexico. My mom was born here in Phoenix. Um, and then the generation before her came from Mexico. Um, I grew up in a really traditional, like, Catholic family. Like I said, we would eat typical Mexican food. and No, no um, let me back it up for a second. <laughs> Tell the story. The very first time I was ever going to, like, Tim and I had started dating in April. This is going all sorts of sideways. I actually about said it that way. Or, I was like, I wonder if she's going to take yeah. the bait. Yep, I took it. Fully took it. Um, so Tim and I started dating in, like, in April, right? Like, the month of April. And then his grandma's birthday is, like, in August. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be the first time I was going to a extended family thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was being introduced. Yep. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to have some bomb ass Mexican food. And when I showed up, they had lasagna. <laughs> and it wasn't even good lasagna. It wasn't. And I was like, I seriously looked at them like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I man. thought I was going to have tamales, mm-hmm. you know, some maybe some tacos right. or like, you know, something, even fucking menudo. <laughs> like, and we had lasagna. Oh, man. I love that story. Ugh. Disappointing. <laughs> but <clears throat> um, I have a complicated relationship with my parents. He's an only child. I am an only child. So, um, yeah, it's it's just we're in a weird place. And I feel like it feels a little bit base level um, because we we don't really talk about important things. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's kind of apropos of my parents in general. Yeah. Um. So you've heard more deep things on this podcast, and he's probably talked. About his oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just just a lot of stuff like that. I, as I got older, between friends and watching 
watching a lot of my friend group kind of fall away, I remember telling myself, like, I'm going to surround myself with the kind of people that will have my back and we can talk about important things and we can talk about sad things. And you know what I mean? Like, like have healthy debates on stuff without getting angry at each other. Like that's the kind of friend that I always wanted and I don't think I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as I got older, I kind of related that to family as well. I don't want to surround myself with family that I feel doesn't, doesn't give me anything out of that relationship. Like I I want people that are going to support me and cheer me on and for lack of a better term, like fill my balloon. You know what I mean? You, you puff the people that you care about up and I just, I don't think we have that relationship. So I, I didn't put as much effort into trying to fake it. If I felt exhausting. Yeah. I can't do that shit. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing, um, there's one thing I can do pretty easily. It's, (laughs) I feel like after I cut my dad, it became easy for me to cut the fat anywhere in my life. Yeah. Where I'm like, if you don't, I think so. If you don't bring, if you don't actually enhance my life, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that means you have to like go above and beyond for me, but I'm like, if seeing you either brings me stress or I'm being fake and that's exhausting. If you exhaust me, it's not worth my fucking time. I I think for me to go ahead. No, I'm just like, I can cut the fat now so easily. Yeah. And I think for me, it's also the, like the, the family level, of arguments you somebody makes you mad they they for whatever whether it was a good reason or a bad reason and they act really badly towards you and people are like well no you should you should go and try because they're family and it's like if that's a crappy relationship and you don't get anything out of it and it's just negative and toxic i don't care if we're blood like you don't bring anything to my life well, it's like everybody tell. I've heard from multiple people over the years. When your dad dies, you're going to be really have a lot of regret. And I'm like, you know, when my dad dies, I'm, I'll cry because I am a emotional person. Mm-hmm. But I will not be. I will. I will be crying of what it should have been and never was. Facts. So it's like Facts. that's a totally different type yeah. of thing. And I'm like, why should I fake it through everything? And then some people are like, well, why can't you just see him on the holidays? I'm like, I I love the holidays. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. I'm not letting you fuck up my holiday. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my day that I love more than anything. Thing in life i live mm-hmm. my entire year for christmas yeah like, i'm not gonna live my entire and then have you to feel awkward for yeah. you just to make you feel better correct like, i'm not about just spending time with people because <clears throat> people think you're supposed to like i just i i can't do that shit i'm over it i'm yeah. way past it i feel like i had my my thing that happened that was like my line in the sand and mm-hmm. now i'm like i cut out my own fucking father who the fuck are the rest of you like yeah you know, like i just yeah. don't need it yeah yep Anything else on that or should I move on? I'm good. Okay. Um, so the next one was about thoughts about Jana. Do you think she'll ever leave home, marry, all that type of stuff? So Jana's interesting because she is the oldest daughter, never mm-hmm. married. Um, there is a rumor going around around right now that she just recently moved out of the Tater Tot Mansion. <laughs> but this is one of those things where it's from a YouTuber that is giving no evidence it's just no it happened it happened Mm -hmm. so i mean who knows um i do think i think jana is an and i say character as in you know she's a real person but like jana is like an interesting character to me Mm -hmm. and i have a soft spot for jana where i feel like i feel like you know there's all this the you know people's 
suspicions of her being gay and whatever. I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care to like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really matter to me too much. But what I do think is interesting that is that she has bucked in a sense up to this point. Yes, she's still been living under their roof, but she seemingly had a fairly free, more free. I don't want to say free because that makes it sound like she's. But she's been living under Jim Bob's roof and wearing pants, doing all these things that were supposed to be like, well, as long as you're here, your head shit. Because still up to, to in under their umbrella of whatever, mm-hmm. Jim Bob is still her headship. Mm-hmm. And she she travels a lot. She kind of she kind of does mm. her thing. So I'm like, she's an interesting character to me because you're like, what what is happening there that like mm-hmm. under the surface that she is sort <laughs> of like. She's pushing the boundaries, you know, right. while still being under his um, headship. So I have no idea, but I'm really curious. And like all of her like courtships have all been like rumored. There's never been anything <laughs> confirmed. Like there, it's just a lot of rumor. Like there's never been like the other ones were like an official courtship announcement. Mm-hmm. So she's 32 years old and nobody really knows what the fuck is happening. Right. So she's you need a big IBLPTMZ. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's just an enigma. Like I just find her fascinating, honestly. Mm-hmm um the next one oh next page hang on flip 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 <laughs> um do i do we think any time in the future near or distant any of the duggar children will write a book maybe cousin Fami. i thousand percent could see Fami trying to cash in on something i i could still see derek like i said doing it mm-hmm. he is messy and i love it um amy Fami loves to talk about she likes to play a game she likes to talk it up and be like well, I'd say a lot more if I hadn't signed an NDA, mm-hmm. which could she have signed one? Yes. But I also think that she's using this. I don't know. It feels. Ooh, she has a secret. It feels a little fabricated to me because it's like you seem mm-hmm. to have a lot to say all the time. And so why is it that like, oh, you're really not. She's trying to play dumb and smart at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand that shit. It's like, do you did you know or didn't you know? Because mm-hmm. she goes back and forth of like, we're all kept in the dark, but then you act like you know all the shit. Which the fuck is it? Right. You know shit or you had no idea? Correct. So I could see her, if she really does have an NDA, um, trying to cash in on something. and do. She's an attention whore, even more than money. Like, <laughs> she wants attention more than money. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I could see her or um, Derek... And I'm still hoping for one of the young ones because obviously <laughs> the young ones have still don't have a lot of freedom, but they've had, maybe they had, don't have so much more freedom than the older kids, mm-hmm. but they have the example of the older siblings yeah. doing their own thing to mm-hmm. an extent. They're all still very conservative. And it's also kind of post, post their heyday. You yeah. know what I mean? When the money was cranking and they they were on Good Morning America every and, other month because she's pregnant and giving yeah. birth. Like Yeah. They've they've gone past that. Like they were kind of the dregs of the empire. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see if we'll get some young ones like wilding out. Like I could yeah. go for like a fucking Johanna just like fucking girl girls gone wild. Like <laughs> I'm here for it. Fast forward, uh two of the lost boys are gonna have a show on TLC of them going out and Listening to rock music. Rock It'll music. be a concert show. It'll be like Lost Boys Found. <laughs> and they'll be like back to back with like their arms folded. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. Oh, no, the very last one. <clears throat> um, oh, yes. No, that was the end of that. Okay, next one. Hi, team. My name's Lux. And she's listening from Queensland, Australia. Nice. She says, I listen to your podcast while cooking for the week. So I have two cooking questions. What's the best way to cook a white sauce? 
like the cheese sauce you put in lasagna. And then the next one is, what's your opinion on electric salt and pepper shakers? Like the ones that grind when you press a button. Lazy, great for home. Love the show. Keep up the great work. I do want to point out that this episode could be called the dopamine episode. Because one of the things that I really love is like talking to people that listen to this show. Whether it's like dumb comments on Instagram or whatever it is like that. That brings a lot of joy because I feel like put a lot into this and it's cool yeah. to see that other people are interested in it too you know yeah so brings me a lot of dopamine so would you like to talk about white sauce <clears throat> yes so um if we're we're gonna take alfredo as an option um there's one key thing that usually breaks a lot of really good cream sauces and then it's stabilization so you're trying to create this thing with dairy and liquid and then cheese has a lot of fat in it so now you're trying to put a bunch of fat in there and fat and water don't mix very well. So if you don't have anything to stabilize it, it'll kind of break. So for me, I'll boil my dairy, so milk. Um, usually I'll season it with garlic powder, a little bit of pepper, um, some salt. And then at once it comes to a boil, I actually thicken it with the slurry. So that's a mix of cornstarch and water. And you mix that together and then when you drop that into a liquid, it will thicken it. So if you do that, that'll create stabilization. Now that that has that structure with on like medium heat, now you can start then pouring cheese, cheese yeah. into it because it has it won't break. Yeah, a lot and then of people once, want to do that together. Once like the cheese should be the last thing. Correct. But if she's just making a straight bechamel, there's no cheese. It's just the dairy. That's correct. Yeah. And then I just love. I'm a personal sucker for uh, hot sauce. You put a little hot sauce because it adds a little bit of acid, a little bit of heat, and it kind of balances out that cheese sauce. So yum yum. Mm. And then electric salt and pepper, lazy, <laughs> great for home cook. I think they're cool. I if if that's what you do, that's fantastic. As you're cooking, you're using it because you're cooking. So I'm just happy that people are cooking their own meals. Yeah. Um, I don't have one. And part of it is for me, it's, it's, I, I want that visceral feeling of going, yep. and, the and, resistance, the, yeah. the cracky sound. Oh, yep. oh, it hits that dopamine button too. <laughs> like, I just like, because most of them are wood. So I love like, a wood pepper mill. You like so a good they, tight pepper mill. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's so visceral and it feels so good. So I don't hate on electric pepper mills. I'm happy you're cooking some food for yourself. Yep. All right. That's um, a good question. That one was good. So thank you, Lux. <clears throat> okay, so the next one is, hey, folks. Like Whitney, I also watched the Duggars on TLC when I was in high school and then kept up with them occasionally when I came home from university and had access to my parents' cable. Mm-hmm. Knowing what we all know now about the family, Michelle, Jim Boob, and Sex Pest in particular, <laughs> how do you reconcile previously held positivity slash nostalgia for the family in the show with their current feelings of disgust? I absolutely love the podcast and love that we can find our little niche interest villages online. I binged <laughs> the first 15 episodes in one week and I can't wait for more. Keep oh up gosh. the r- great work, guys. Back from Australia. Another Australian. <laughs> exciting when you hear from people all over the world Mm -hmm. so here's the thing like i said in the early episodes i cringe watched i didn't hate watch in the beginning like Mm -hmm. i thought they were cringy but i was i was it's oddly fast it was oddly fascinating then and it is still oddly fascinating now and that was how reality tv got people yeah was because you have this weird inkling of being like man i really love to see the the it's like a voyeuristic feeling you want to see their lives that you don't usually see yeah 
Yeah. And so, you know, it's that part still remains the same. You're still oddly fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the reason I don't have any issues with how I felt about them for it is because, number one, I never put them on a pedestal. I never thought mm-hmm. of them in this, like, highly, highly positive light. Mm-hmm. Now, I do remember thinking, oh, they're really organized. <laughs> and now and I And you go, thought Famie's outfits were cool. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um, but now I go, oh, that's because... They put all the work on their children and their mm. children are raising their other children. <laughs> but I just, I, you know, chalk that up to, I was young and I was buying what they sold because mm. at the time there wasn't much more than the TV show. Correct. So you literally, all you had was what they were showing you. Mm-hmm. Now we have so much more, obviously in terms of actually finding out what was happening behind the scenes with Pest. Mm-hmm knowing more about their cult just more talking online just more Mm -hmm. people just communicating than were back then so i i feel okay with it because it's like i never put thought that they were the greatest thing ever but i was just like they're kind of fucking weird it's kind (laughs) of cringy but hey do whatever works for you because to this day i still feel like i don't care what people want to do as long as not harmful but they have proven harmful Mm -hmm. to their own children to other people with their bigoted beliefs like Mm -hmm. but yeah so I, I, we only were shown so much, so I, I, I'm not hard on myself in that sense where it's like, I, I, you only know what you know. Now I know more. You do better. Mm -hmm. So, yep. And obviously I didn't have those feelings in the beginning because I had no history, but it is interesting to experience what's going on to them in person and then watch this window into their past. So once again, I don't really know anything about them as adults outside of what you tell me. Um, I, it is a still an interesting watch watching like two eras of the same person, you know? Yeah, totally. So. Okay. So next one. Hello from New Hampshire or New Hampshire. New Hampshire. If you want to sound local. <laughs> <laughs> one question I have is as a culinary <clears throat> professional, what would your recipe be for a fancy restaurant worthy tater tot? Lots of tater talk. Mm. Uh, I discovered your pod on a recommendation from another podcast group, and I am loving it. Keep it coming. You guys are hysterical. (laughs) Also, any comments on the creepy, breathy laugh Lego does when he makes a joke he thinks is funny? Gives me the (laughs) ick for sure. Um, And this is from Sarah from New Hampshire. Thanks, Sarah from New Hampshire. So, do you have an idea of what you do with the fancy tater talk casserole? I have a couple in mind for me. Um... I think I would play it because they, they use cream of mushroom soup, correct? I don't remember. I think they do a mix of chicken and mushroom. Okay. Because in my head, I thought it was mushroom. So I think for me, I would emphasize the mushrooms instead and have it be like a like a potato and mushroom deal. And then the sauce is kind of a garnish on it. Like I think it would showcase those ingredients rather than just mixing it all together and okay. throwing it in the oven. All right. I feel like mine would be a play on an empanada. Like mm-hmm. with like a picadillo type thing, mm-hmm. so I would do like ground beef and like the green olive, and make like a, make like a sauce, like a beefy type sauce, and then have the the tots on top as that. Yeah, normally you put diced potato in it. This this uh battle's gonna be real good. Yeah. So oh, I just gave you my idea. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I gave you mine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So there's. Oh yeah, and. <laughs> The breathy laugh Lego does when he makes a joke. Everything he does is just cringy. <laughs> Everything is, she says, uh, gives me the ick for sure. Everything about him gives me the ick. TMI. Too, Too much, much ick. ick. Ugh. Thank you, Sarah. 
As you can tell, we're SNL fans. Yeah, I know. We had so many references. Okay, ready for the next one? I'm ready. Hello. Greetings from the legend in Phoenix, Arizona. Do you know who that is? <laughs> Mm-mm. You don't know who the legend is? Brooke. Oh. <laughs> so this is my friend Brooke that I used to work with. Uh, One of the thousands of people that went through the revolving door of my job that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my friend Brooke. She says, here's my questions for y'all. <laughs> Number one, if you could have lunch with one Duggar, who would it be and why? Number two, what's Millie's favorite hobbies outside of podcasting? <laughs> and three, what's your favorite part about being married to each other? <laughs> and then she ended it with have a blessed day, which is so not her. So that's why it's hilarious. <laughs> they wouldn't approve. <laughs> okay. So if you could have lunch with one Duggar, who would it be and why, Tim? Once again, I know nothing about them. As they're older, other than what's in the headlines and what Whitney told me. So remember, he only knows what we've watched. Correct. I think it would have to be the youngest one. The one that was just born? Yes. Okay. Because I want to see... Do you mean the absolute youngest that you haven't seen be born yet? Or like the one you just saw? I just mean the one that I just saw. Okay. Because I've seen a little bit of what led up to kind of this person's life. And I think I would want to, like, see how, ask her questions. Of, I'm assuming it's a her. It is a her, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a long couple weeks. <laughs> um, I would ask her kind of, like, questions about her life and things about kind of how she grows up. Because I feel like that would inform how it is now versus how it was when I saw it on TV. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Um, I think Jill. Just because I feel like she is the most likely at this point to actually say something. Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said like Derek, like, or, you know, but I'm just trying to be realistic. Who do I think I could literally get the most get, tea what? out of? You want to ring want, these people like, out like I a towel. I still don't think that Jill is the personality type to completely throw them under the bus. Mm-hmm. But like she has said stuff. Yeah. That she has alluded to things or been a little <laughs> bit more direct. But um, I, I think I could get the most out of her. So, yeah, I'd pick Jill. <laughs> Um, Millie's favorite hobbies Ooh, outside real of... quick. Oh. Uh, where would you take Jill to lunch? Um, hmm. Where are we eating, though? What state? Uh, here in Phoenix. I'd take her somewhere for real tacos, because I've seen what they think are tacos. <laughs> oh, God. In Arkansas, so I would take her <laughs> to one of our places. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's very funny. Um... Millie's hobbies outside of podcasting. Uh, Millie is a pest control professional. She is the CFO of the Salgado household. <laughs> That's true. That is the chief feline officer. She has a lot of duties. Mm-hmm. She's a workaholic, that one. <laughs> She's constantly keeping the cute up to par. Yep. Sometimes we don't have that. I, yeah. Well, and then like she uh, has to keep the gray fully stocked. Then when we come home, we help her out. Correct. But when she's the only one here, she's she has to stock all the gray. Yep. Um, she's a pest control. She's really into security. She like right before we came in here, we found a fucking smashed gecko that she'd beaten the shit out of. <laughs> yep. She has a cactus that she fucks up. So she's a very uh mm-hmm. busy gal. Like she is a workaholic. That one <laughs> sleeps on the job, but workaholic. No, oh, Mildred. Thanks for asking, Legend. <laughs> um, the third is. What's your favorite part about being married to each other? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, he was eager was, with that. I was just talking about this at work. Um, I feel like you have a stereotype of p- 
people that complain about being married all the time. Like there's nothing good. And I feel like everybody has rough patches they go through or they have an argument they have or whatever those, you know, items are. But I feel like at the end of the day, you and I like each other as people. That is literally what I was going to say. Not and to be I, corny, but I was I, literally <laughs> like, like legitimately, like I like spending time with her and then also other things. But like, I like actually spending time with you. It's fun. And it's not like us doing something together per se. So it's not like we don't speak and then you and I play golf every Saturday yeah. because that's our thing. <laughs> like we can sit on the couch and watch the nanny or yep. we can sit on the couch and she can watch me play Returnal or... Or we're in separate rooms and we just walk in and we go, you doing okay? <laughs> yeah. Can I get you anything? Yep. Can I get you anything while I'm up? But yeah, that's what's fun. Like there's days where she sits in the cave and I read comic books and she scrolls through her phone. And then every once in a while, we'll send each other a meme or something and then we'll both <laughs> laugh and talk for like five minutes and then go back to what we were doing. So I think that's that's my favorite part. And we and we have time alone. Like there's days where we do things separately in the house and that's okay. Yeah. Um, not to be corny, but I was literally going to say the same thing, which is kind of why I wanted to go first. Because <laughs> now I just sound like, I'm like, I was going to say the same she thing. She copied off my we're test. So, we're so in sync. I just, you know, but no, for real. I was more of a Backstreet Boys fan. Oh, okay. Um, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that genuinely like, like each other. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I mean, we've all been around couples where you're like do you two even like each other like uh, sadly i've been around people and you know that maybe at one point they had to have at one point you're thinking but like Mm -hmm. they lost it yeah luckily i feel like we've been together what 13 years Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't think we've lost it like we we enjoy our time together Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's my favorite part (laughs) all right thanks legend from phoenix arizona Okay, Emily from Athens, Georgia, asks when you Georgia. Got- I'm going to be in Atlanta Georgia. in two days. Yeah, he is. Um, we say it like Blanche Devereaux, Georgia. Um, <laughs> Dorothy. Dorothy. <laughs> when you guys are done with ki- with the kids and counting series, do you guys plan on doing counting on next? I really enjoy this podcast, and I don't want it to end. Kind of touched <laughs> no. on this earlier. I'm having serious anxiety. I feel like I need to do, find out the info about how to make sure, like, if it goes off of Discovery at some point. But, yes, in my dream world, we're taking this bitch all the way through. Yeah. So, that's my dream. Yeah, this has been fun. And I feel like we've learned a lot and we've met a bunch of cool people. And I think... And there's so much content. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. Um. So, thank you, Emily. The next Georgia. one is a DM, and they didn't specify their name or not, so I'm just gonna whether. So I'm just gonna say it. But it says, "After Jill, who do you think is most likely to be the next to leave the cult?" So, I actually put Jill and Ginger in the same boat, <coughs> where they are both out of the IBLP type situation, mm-hmm. but still very conservative Christians. Correct. The difference is Jill became the black sheep of the family because she and Derek spoke against Jim Bob. Correct. And TLC. Mm-hmm. Ginger and Jeremy didn't do that. So they're still okay with the family. And it's easier for them to be distant from the family because they're literally now living in, you know, on the West Coast. Correct. So people don't see the distance mm-hmm. because it's physical. You're like, yeah, they're not there. But it's where, yep. you know, Jill and Derek are still in the area mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they weren't at this family thing when they live yeah. right there. 
So they're actually, I see them as being pretty much the same. So I feel like they're out at kind of the same mm-hmm. time. Just one's a black sheep of the family versus Correct. the other. And But as far as the next person um, being out. So here's the thing. I feel like Joy sees it. But I don't think she's willing to... I don't think she likes to shake things up too much. Mm-hmm. So I think she'll just be quiet. I think that they, I think that she and Austin to a point still believe some things like, and still would be like very conservative, mm-hmm. but I think that they're coming around to like the bullshit, mm-hmm. but they don't want, so they're not as involved in some family things that I feel like are pointing towards some of that. So I feel like joy at some point, I think she's kind of towing that middle line. But as far as like a full blown, like complete um, out of it, like I said kind of earlier, I'm really hopeful that a young is just going to fucking <laughs> spill it all. Oh, man. I just I'm <laughs> that's my hope. So. Well, I mean, they're not growing up with the money that the family used to have. So they're going to be surly about I mean, it. And they're just seeing the entire downfall of their family like yeah. with the whole Josh thing. So mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like they have. Like, I feel like Jessa, you know, like we've talked about before, she's in it because mm-hmm. she's. She has to be Jim Bob's minion because she depends on him. Right. Um, but I feel like the, you know, we <laughs> talked about like what was the difference between the Kellers versus the Duggars and it was like mm-hmm. money. That's why so many of her. So I feel like when you hit, get down to the end of it, I feel like these younger Duggar girls are going to be like, the fuck am I doing? This doesn't, this doesn't benefit me at all. Yeah. Like there's no benefit here. And because there's so many of them and the age gap is so far, their, their family legacy was ruined by somebody who they've never really lived with. Exactly. Like they've never, they don't remember anything about him being in that house. Yeah. So it's like he, he left and then burnt their house down. Yeah. He (laughs) fucked up their family and they don't even know. I mean, lucky for them, he was out of the house. Like, you know, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. they're like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. Okay. So this next one is Electra Riley from Encinitas, California. She says it's a sleepy little beach community in North San Diego where yoga was first brought to the USA and it's the <laughs> birthplace of skateboarding. She's a proud Californian. Yo, so. I love it. She said, I've laughed with you. The premise is fucking hilarious because it's a wife making her husband rewatch a <laughs> shitty show. <laughs> so something I would do. But in this instance, the husband starts to get more and more into the show. I've cried with you. I also have a religious asshole father, and I've been shocked at what the deep dives have revealed about the Duggars and the crimes going on during filming. Mm. So what I would like to know more about is how you and Tim met. <laughs> I know it's at culinary school, but more deets would be cool. Who asked who out? How long did you date before you got married? If this is too personal, that's fine. <laughs> you guys seem to have a very healthy relationship, and it's really like, hear that, Tim? Healthy. Someone uh, on the internet said it, so it's true. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> healthy relationship and it's really sweet did you hear that she An stuck through her teeth <laughs> so it means it's really true stranger on the internet said it it's true <laughs> right um she says i'm happy for you guys <laughs> my other question another mildred would be, would be if mildred agrees with josh's sentencing again if too personal i get it i think we should start with that <laughs> i know it's hilarious um i think we should start with that because the other one's a long one i agree so uh what do you think mildred thinks about josh's sentencing i have my own thoughts when well, we could go get her but i think she's asleep that's true she's on the shelf asleep yeah. out there uh what do you think um i don't know i think at the end of the day like we talk about how mildred's in pest control and like there's legitimately she's points. in pest control 
And he's the sex pest. Exactly. Oh, my God. Why did I never <laughs> make the connection? It's meant to be. Oh, my God. So I, I feel like even though Mildred has this, like, she's aggressive towards these lizards or these bugs or whatever it is. she could just put a paw on him and, like, she'd take care of it? <laughs> the way she just puts a paw on a gecko? Yep. Um, so she protects us, though. It's coming out. She's not trying to be against them. She's trying to protect us. Uh-huh. So I feel like, in general, she has a like an empathetic heart. Like I feel like she, at deep down, she's a people person. Oh yeah. So I feel like she would care about victims, and that she thinks his sentence is not long enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that she thinks it's bullshit that he has <laughs> access to snacks more than her. Because, like, he can go buy snacks at commissary. She doesn't have that option. She's That's like, true. I have to wait for mama. Yeah. So um, She has no opposable thumbs. Yeah. And then I think she also thinks it's bullshit that he has tuna on his uh, commissary <laughs> list. So I think she thinks that it is not harsh enough and that he needs he needs a, his uh, sentence to be looked at. She's like, oh, this is Milby. not justice. He has like, access to tuna. Oh, that kid. Okay. Um, so then the question is, wanting to know about how we met. Now, let's mm-hmm. get into that story. All right. I'm going to go through the beginning quickly. Okay. We both went to culinary school. Mm-hmm. At the end of your program, you have to, um, one of your, I guess your last three classes are in the two restaurants that they had. They had an older one that was more sit-down, kind of like French-style service. And then they had a, a newer one that was like a bistro, a little bit more casual. Yeah. So you had to do, when you're going through the culinary program, you had to do the back of the house in both and the front of the house in one. Um, so we were in the same front of the house class which, in the bistro. Which we shouldn't have been. I was night shift and Tim was mid shift. <clears throat> Correct. Tim got mono. Oof. And because he got mono, he missed some... He missed because like, they were like three week long classes. Yep. So because he missed stuff to make him still be able to like graduate somewhat mm-hmm. on time, they had to just like fill him in. So he got put into night classes with me on my shift when normally we would not have come across yeah. each other's path. Yeah. They were like, we don't offer this class in that time. Yeah. Anyway. So Tim and I met in that class. It was very, it was the front of the house class. It's very mm-hmm. small. There was only a few of us. And, um, Generally speaking, you should have been rotating stuff, but we never rotated because our teacher was, I mean, our teacher, like, dream job for her. She's a fucking drunk. She was a wino, and <laughs> yeah, it's like she, she gets to just, like, drink wine all fucking day and act like she's doing work. <laughs> she's teaching things. Yeah. And uh, what she means by rotate is, like, the position that you played on yes. the floor. So it's like, we should have all been rotating, but Tim was the bartender every day. Because I, I had the, bartending experience. I was the dining room manager every day because then I didn't have to run food. <laughs> <laughs> I was a waitress for a living. I'm like, I don't want to do it at school, too. Like, I was waitressing at the time. So I'm like, yep. I don't want to do this here, too. And I, I got really sick of, like, you're wearing, like, a sack for months on end because you're wearing like the the chef like check pants like yep. you're, you know mm-hmm. and then you're wearing your big like unisex gigantic chef's coat so i'm like Thick, i've been, like I've been wearing material a fucking coat. sack for a month for a year so i was like you know what let me wear some regular clothes you yeah know? so i was always dining room manager mm-hmm. and one night at the end of service when we're like cleaning up and you're like polishing stuff mm-hmm. i remember saying "Ugh, i have a 45 minute drive home mm-hmm and Tim was like, so do I. Where do you live? And I told him Peoria. And he was like, so do I. What mm-hmm. high school did you go to? And it was through that that I was like, oh, well, 
I went to this high school, but my sister went to this high school. And mm-hmm. he's like, so did I. What year did your sister graduate? Mm-hmm. Found out he and my sister had classes together. I'm learning this all for the first time. What then would happen? I'm just kidding. Um, so that's how we found all that out. And it was like, oh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So then now the joke is that I'm the most supportive wife ever because mm-hmm. I went to his high school graduation and we didn't even know it. Yep. She was there. But that was that. I just thought there was just this guy in my class, right? Mm-hmm. So do you want to pick up from here a little bit? Um, so it was crazy that we, I went to school with her older sister and it was that thing where we had a class together. So it's not like we like, were super good friends during high school, but like, it was definitely like, I know you're a person, you know, so small world. Um, I remember I had a morning job. I was a line cook at a, at a golf course. And so I would go in really early. We would be finishing breakfast. I'd do lunch and then I would leave, you know, in the in the mid-afternoon to go to school for the night shift and I was always tired and that drive was awful like the school itself was 45 minutes away the golf course was like almost an hour away because it was all the way up in uh, Fountain Hills so I would get there really tired and hungry and I remember we had this little like server station area and there was a bread warmer I I totally forgot about this so we had I told this story at work the other day uh so there was a bread warmer and like plates of like the piped butter that you give for for bread service. And I remember I was so hungry and I was go figure fucking bartending again and they were making fun of me cuz they said I muddled everything. He did he he fucking muddled everything. I like me and my friend Scott were like this guy fucking muddles every goddamn thing in this kitchen. I love I love bits of fruit and a drink. Fucking muddles everything. Anyway. I was the muddler. Yeah. And uh I was starving, so I got myself where I had finished serving the people that were eating at the bar, and then I walked out from behind, and I was like, I'm going to go eat some of that fucking bread. Like, I was so like, <laughs> that bread's going to be my... Like, I was like that that meme of that dude in the yellow jumpsuit rubbing his hands together. That was me walking, going, mm, I'm getting ready for this bread. And uh, I go back there, and Whitney's <laughs> hunched in the corner, eating bread. <laughs> And she turns around so, like, horrified, like I caught her doing something wrong. <laughs> I totally forgot about this. And she looks at me, and I just walk in. I was like, hungry? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, me too. <laughs> I got down there with her, and we were eating bread and butter. And we said that we were like a boo from Aladdin, remember? Yeah, yeah in like the market. A- yeah. He eats the bread, and then he has to give it to the kids. <laughs> but, like, I remember being, see, I forgot about this, but now you're, like, yeah, I was like, God, I'm fucking, and I was like, someone came around the corner, and I'm like, fuck, oh, God, he's going to eat bread, too, we're fine. Like, so we're just both shoving bread in our mouth. Oh, man. So then fast forward. End of the class. We get to the end of, like, the our three-week period where the class is almost over, and I had been working up courage to ask her out and like it just never lined up you know what i mean i thought you said you purposely were going to do it on the last day of class because i was okay but i was like trying to work up to it where i'm like i was trying to avoid heartbreak (laughs) where if i asked you and you were like get away from me you creep i would have i wouldn't really have to see you again together (laughs) exactly like i wouldn't have to see you again yeah if i didn't want to you know what i mean so i was protecting myself so you're like the last day of class to do it on the last day and little did I know she was going to New York with her friend and she did not show up on the last day of class. So there's a story to that, though. So we had a ve- like I said, we had a very small class and sometimes the restaurant would get busy and there's like 
think five of us total like it was yeah. really small so you were like it's like hard to run a restaurant in front of the mm-hmm. house with five people with yeah. one being just behind the bar and like mm-hmm. whatever so it was the last day of class before we were gonna have spring break mm-hmm. my friend and i were going to visit our friend in new york and our flight was leaving that night at 11 which mm-hmm. is when class was usually like ending Correct. 11 midnight i knew i wasn't going to be there me being the considerate person that I, you know, I like to think of myself as a fairly considerate person. And I hope you found this attractive. Um, I felt bad because I was like, they're going to get their ass handed to them without me being there. But I don't want to tell them ahead of time because I can't tell the teacher, like, I'm not going to be there. Right. So our school was actually run the reservation system on open table, which is an actual thing that restaurants use. Right. So I went in and I put in a bunch of... I always of, forget about this. I went in and I put in a bunch of fake reservations, <laughs> like fake ass emails, fake phone numbers. And I kept waiting for it to like bump back because you know how like some systems it can... It reads rec- your IP can, address. Yeah. Or like it can recognize that that's not a real like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Nothing happens. So I put in a bunch of fake ones. Oh, and so I didn't go to class that day. <laughs> and so then I wasn't there for Tim to, to ask out and like whatever, mm-hmm. but... They were nice and slow on that night. <laughs> they didn't get their fucking asses handed to them, which is what I was worried about. Oh, so to me, all all goes well, right? And then um, the funny part is our teacher also took off on vacation. So there was a sub that day. Mm-hmm. And I do remember talking to Tim later and him saying that the substitute was like trying to call the phone numbers because they're like, why are none of these people showing up, <laughs> showing yep. up for their reservation? Yep. That poor sub. That sub was trying to do her hardest to be like, you know what? We're gonna end the semester in a, on a good on a good note. I think I put in like six <laughs> reservations, so that like I left like four openings. Oh, man. But so then, because I wasn't there, what did mm-hmm. you have to do? So I was thinking, I'm like, all right, I don't have her number, and like, kind of like going back when I first joined Facebook was when you had to have a university email address and it was only certain universities. So it's like when we heard about Facebook, it was like a week and a half later when it says they added the University of Arizona and then people got on there. So I've been in Facebook for a long time and I was like, man, I looked you I looked you up on Facebook and for whatever reason, whether I spelled your name wrong or what, I couldn't find you. And then I looked her up on the fledgling days of MySpace. My I mean, if this doesn't date this story. <laughs> so I looked her up on MySpace and I found her and I saw her very of the age MySpace page. Oh, yeah. yeah that I was had a... the background music. I had the HTML <laughs> backgrounds. I had like yep. hearts and shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. I had the surveys up on my thing. Oh, yeah. It I was had heavy. the journal entries. <laughs> so uh, I sent her a message. And I remember after I sent it being like, she's never going to fucking write me back. Who the fuck's on MySpace anyway? <laughs> like, even at that time, I was like, nobody above the age of 15 is on MySpace anymore. I was. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "There's nobody's going to do it. It'd be like me messaging you on TikTok. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. And she wrote me back. What I would not give to be able to, I can't get into, I, you know, I don't, can't get into MySpace or whatever. What I yep. wouldn't give to go back and read those fucking messages. Oh, man. Yeah. But I just remember your message being along the lines of like, I can't believe I'm doing this and then I'm, at, and I'm doing this on MySpace, but would you like to go to lunch? <laughs> I was even embarrassed in the day. Yeah. Because I had had a plan to protect my fragile heart was to ask you on the last day. 
and then that didn't happen it felt worse than if you had just been like no you creep well and then we did go out to lunch and i told him at the lunch and i was like so did any did you guys get busy <laughs> feigning interest I was, like, Fain- oh. I was like were you guys busy and you were like oh a bunch of people didn't show up and then i remember when i told him what i did he about fucking died in the restaurant like he was like no fucking shit the teacher was trying to call oh, everybody man. and i was like yeah i didn't want to screw you guys over so hopefully you found my uh there's a mild amount of empathy there <laughs> I did. I didn't want you guys to be all like fucked over. Uh, that's so, um, funny. so then, yeah. So basically, uh, the rest is history after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the how first we- thing I noticed about her was we had to write. We had to. There was a small semblance of uh, like cla- actual class that we had to do, and it was dumb stuff. But uh, the teacher rolled over like a whiteboard or something, and when he was like. There you go. Whitney was writing on a chalkboard, and she was wearing very nice business slacks. <laughs> they were very form-fitting, and they caught my attention. And I remember at the time going, hmm, she white. <laughs> <laughs> I remember specifically telling my good friend at the time uh, that exact thing. I was like, oh, surprising for a white girl. <laughs> Big ol' ass. Um and I do remember, because, uh, you know, he was him saying that he came from work. And so he would, he was always coming, like, in his, like, cook clothes and then mm-hmm. s- changing into what we had to wear, which is, like, ties and, like, Oof. shit like that. Like, you know, Fuck like, dress that. shirts Awful. and ties and stuff. <clears throat> like, dress shoes. And he would yep. come out of the bathroom having, like, completely, like, gelled, like, done his hair and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I do remember... <laughs> I remember noticing that he had this one tendril that always went down to the middle of his forehead. Mm, it was and the way then, I was combing my hair at the time. But I do remember, like when we first started dating, you you said that you remember being in front of the mirror and being that piece of hair kept falling. You're like, I don't want her to think that I actually meant for my hair to do this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and I remember those awful bathrooms in the back of the academy. They're so that, steamy. They were so bad. They were so hot and steamy. And oh. they were like right next to the kitchen, so yep. it was hot and yeah. And he had this one little piece of hair that would just like you'd be in the middle. Of talking to him and he'd be like boing down into his forehead <laughs> oh man bread the academy days oh the old days yeah the i tell this story a lot because i there's a taco company it was a guy that had a shop in tj and then san diego and then came here opened up a really really good shop and now they have like nine of them in the valley which is awesome um brand potential brand deal shout out tacos calafia um, but the place that we went on our first date was an Italian restaurant that was called Three Tomatoes and a, a Mozzarella. mozzarella. A... And I remember we ate there a couple times after that, and their potato pie was their potato and bacon pizza was real good. Um, and then there was nothing in that like strip mall for a long time. And then all of a sudden, there's a vinyl sign that says tacos. So now we eat tacos there, and we're like, oh, that's where we're sitting on our first date. But it was not with tacos; it was <laughs> nope. with paninis and Caesar yep. salad. <laughs> Oh, our relationship has evolved. Oh, you know. Um, so there are other questions. They're like, how long? So we were um, engaged for just... We got engaged a, a month before our one-year dating anniversary. Mm. So we started dating in April. You proposed in March. He'd moved in with me mm-hmm. and my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. And then we got engaged right after that. And then we were engaged for about... A little over a year and a half, like a mm-hmm. year and eight months. Yeah. And when we got married, I was 21, um, like six weeks-ish away from turning 22. Mm-hmm. And he was like 24, almost 25. Mm-hmm. So we're little babies. Mm-hmm. But I met him. We started dating when I was 19. 
Yeah. Married at 21. <laughs> and here we are. We're almost 11 years married. Almost 11 years married. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. That's the story of us. Yep. In a maybe season two uh, state of the podcast, I'll tell the story of how I proposed. Oh, okay. That's a good story. Okay. So, yeah. So, apparently, we're healthy. That's good to know. <laughs> so, thank you, Electra. <clears throat> okay. So, next one. Um, Maria. This is a good one. Ready? Okay. Give Maria, it to me, Maria asked. If you could sit down with Jim, Bob, and Michelle and interview them separately so she couldn't look at him to control her answers, what two to three questions would you ask? Hmm. I think the one that comes to my head right away is how she was allowed to do things in her youth and... and like we always talk about it felt like she got her yayas out mm-hmm. and then joined this very restrictive lifestyle so how how does she reconcile the fact that like i guarantee you she doesn't look back at those things as negative at the time like at the time when she was cheerleading she probably loved it yeah and whatever she did she didn't she say she played sports yeah Wasn't lots there? of sports yeah. yeah so it's like she probably loved playing sports and loved going and hanging out with friends Sounded so like she loved public school you know right yeah. so at the time those were very positive experiences so how does she reconcile those feelings with telling her kids that those things are evil like, do you paint it with this brush of, like, you just didn't know better? Because, like, I feel like that's probably what she would do because mm-hmm. it makes it easier for, on her now. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's, like, something I feel like she'd have to sit with. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I don't want to cut you off if you're not. That's the only one that I, like, really thought about. Okay. That so was the one that came to my head right away. I have a couple. I would ask her the origins of Tater Talk Casserole. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's probably not a Deep good stuff. story, Deep. but it's... I want the hot takes. Yeah, but um, remember how Chef Josiah, when we're going to make tater cut, chef, chef, what was the other one? I don't know, but it was just like, going to make, Chef Josiah is going to make tater tot casserole. <laughs> um, okay, so is there anything you would ask Boob? Um, honestly, no, because I don't trust that anything not practiced or forced or awkward will come out of that man exactly that is exactly <coughs> my response about jim bob mm-hmm. i think he's so full of shit yeah and he's not worth asking a question you know like yeah. i have plenty of things i would say to him <laughs> but ask i him, would yell these things at him but like ask him is a whole other thing so yeah. um i think if so if i had <laughs> to ask him questions like you're like you have to ask a question i'd be like um why did you chase the chicken <laughs> what you know how do you deal with Michelle's baggage so well? How <laughs> I, how did you make it through the baby boutique shopping <laughs> with such strength? You know, those would be the, the hard questions. I would put my hand on his shoulder and tell him, you're brave. Yeah, oh, yeah, very brave. Actually, I would ask him if at any point in the heyday of their empire, did he ever get that sweet Dockers deal? Mm, see but like, did dockers make an offer and it wasn't high enough for but i think dockers knows that they don't ever buy them that their fan they base don't buy they're, new. yes so that's mm. not gonna work but the fans would buy new to try to look like them I feel like so. scrubbing bubbles is fine because they're not <laughs> buying used and saving the difference on scrubbing bubbles or pledge multi-surface so I dockers i don't think it's gonna work okay <clears throat> but my question is for michelle i have a few actually so the thing about michelle is this is going into it with the idea that she would answer these questions, but I'm not convinced that 
even without him there, she would be honest because I don't think she can even be honest with herself. So if she can't be honest with herself, there's no way in hell she's going to be honest with, you know, outsiders. Um, I think when you're this deep in it, you don't even let yourself feel things because it's too slippery. It's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's, you know. Well, you could slide down into having Cabbage Patch dolls. You could just be, you'll be so worldly. You'll be listening to rock music and hard-boiling your brain. Um, So this is all under the idea that for some godforsaken reason, Michelle is going to be honest. So is this like uh, Wonder Woman lasso of truth? Yes. I do love a good Wonder Woman comic. So I would ask her if, because obviously in their situation, Mm -hmm. he is her headship and what he says goes. And they're like, you know, listen to your, like, your, you know, the wisdom of your wife comes up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's what the guy says. Correct. I wouldn't want to know if there's been any point that she's gone along with something Mm -hmm. that she hasn't agreed with. And what was that? And then um, one, just to be fun, what about Jim Bob grosses you out? <laughs> if ever, just a particular instance or something about him. Mm-hmm. And then my last, I, w- I really would want to know, do you think Josh is guilty? In your heart, mm. do you think Josh is guilty? Yeah. Um, I personally believe that she thinks he was looking at regular porn and at worst, some of those files got mixed in. That's kind of what I think she wants to believe. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know if at her core, because at some point, I'm like, at any point, does your like instinct just push through at mm-hmm. all? And it's like, what does your gut tell you, Michelle? Do you right. think Josh is guilty or not? <clears throat> There's obviously what she presents, but I just, I wish we could know what deep down inside she truly feels. Mm-hmm. That's a excellent question. So yeah, those are my questions. And that sums up our Q&A. <laughs> like I said, this was very dopamine-inducing. Yes. Because you get, I think for me, as a new content cre- creator, Ooh. Um, I remember when we, we had like 100 listens on our first podcast, and I was like, we're at 100. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, and and the whole thing was like a hundred people listen to us talk to each other. I know. Like whoa. whoa. And then in in my head, I'm like imagining because I know how I consume podcasts. So I was imagining other people and what they were doing, like a guy in a truck in like a semi truck driving <laughs> overnight, and you know what I mean, like like all these little like snaps of life that I was making up in my head of like what people were doing while they were listening to us. And then here we are. We're in our meth den bedroom. Uh, well, she only says that because we don't have a box okay. spring and our mattress is on the floor. I don't want you. I guys don't to, want you guys to think that <laughs> that we're number one disgusting or actually on drugs. I go back and forth on whether or not it's a meth den or heroin den, um, whichever's more expensive. We're that different one. color sheets. No, um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. it's because yeah, our mattress is currently on the floor, so we look like a fucking college student, or we're in a meth den, whatever you want to call it, heroin uh. den, if, if that sounds better. But it's like, here we are. And Either way, you're going to pay a life debt, <laughs> a student or a heroin addict. Um, but yeah, and then now it's like, according to Anchor, there's like 1,200 different, like, unique, mm-hmm. you know, like, whatevers. And so it's like, oh my gosh, remember when we were like, holy yeah. shit, 50 people. It's like 24,000 like, plays or something like that. No, we're at 27,000. Yeah. We're at, yeah, we're at 27,000 and yeah, like 1,200 people. It's like, and we're just in our fucking bedroom. <laughs> 
it's talking really about weird. this weird it's family. Really fucking weird. <laughs> and I think what's cool is the uh, anchor. We've talked about this where anchor tells you what countries yeah. people are listening from, and we got one from the country of Gibraltar. Very cool. And I had to look it up. Like, I had no idea where that was. So, shout out. If you're the one listener from Gibraltar, <laughs> shout out and send us an email because that's awesome. I looked at the flag. I looked at all these things about <laughs> this island. so much. I wikipedia the shit out of that place yeah, and it was awesome. more than you, maybe. <laughs> See? It's it's causing me to expand my knowledge exactly. and I love that. Mm-hmm. Just last weekend, I was showing one of my friends. I met up for the legend and our friend Angela. <laughs> and we were, like, having a pool day. And I was like, look, it shows all the different countries. And she was like, oh, wow. Like, so how many people? Because anything, because we have, like, a lot of listeners from United States, Australia, Canada, some United Kingdom. And then mm-hmm. pretty much everything after that says, like, less than 1%. Correct. So my friend Angela was like, well, how many people is that? She's like, is that for, like, is that, like, one person? I'm like, maybe. But fuck off. It's a cold country. <laughs> like, no. She didn't mean it like that. But I was like, I don't care. I'm like, it might just be one person but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny but um yeah so very interesting uh one thing one thing i did want to i wanted to run an idea past you i have this idea this vision for the future it's a good thing i'm sitting down i don't know when i just know it's something i want to do at some point Mm -hmm. i want us to take a pilgrimage if you will (laughs) to arkansas Mm mm-hmm and I think that we should go to all the sites of Springdale and Tawny Town. Okay. Um, I think we should try to, you know, go by the Tater Top Mansion. Mm-hmm. I think we should go by the courthouse. We should go by the various car lots. Yeah. We should eat at some of the restaurants that they talk about. Mm-hmm. Cousin Famie's husband has like a cigar bar like restaurant. Mm-hmm. We should go eat there. <laughs> she used to have a store, but it just shut down like okay. a year ago. Like she took it online. Now she's being sued for... Um, not paying rent on it or like whatever oh my but uh so now we can't go to the store but i'm like don't you think it'd be funny if we just took like a little uh pilgrimage yeah trip to springdale and mm-hmm. uh checked out all the dugger sites and that is a good you idea. haven't seen it yet but there's like this restaurant that they go to that they always have like the chocolate mess for their birthday we can go check out this bullshit um eat some of their bad tacos i've seen them eat and is that what you call me to some of your friends your Ugh, caramel. the chocolate mess your caramel honey <laughs> You're, you're not chocolate. You're caramel. Um, dulce de leche. Actually, there you go. Thank you, thank you for being. You're thank welcome. you for honoring my my heritage. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's my future idea. Would you? I think be it's on a great board? idea. Oh yeah, one hundo. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Think of the content. It'd be fun. And then um, my cousin lives nearby, so we can be like, she could tell us like this is the Walmart she sees them at sometimes. <laughs> so we can just hang out there. You know, we got to maybe stand outside an Aldi, catch one of them. <laughs> Something like that. So yeah, that's oh, a man. that's an idea I w- I have working for some future. It's a good one. Um. So I just wanted to say one thing that I really appreciate the people that have stuck through the growing pains <laughs> and held on through those first. I just burp. Hang on, I just like hiccup burp. Do you know we like when it's like a combo like burp and hiccup, and you're like, which was it first? Which came first, the burp, burp or the hiccup? Up. Um, anyways, I really appreciate people that stuck through it. I know this in the beginning, we had some really shitty equipment Yep. and, you know, so I feel like there's something to be said for the people that, you know, started with you mm-hmm. and they like were patient through the growing pains as we're still, you know, still going through it now. We're not professionals. And, and yeah, and on, on just a note, like I've slowly upgraded microphones, but 
You know, the worst thing I have going right now is that we record this on like a nine-year-old laptop. I know. It's legitimately nine years old. <laughs> so, Which in laptop years is like 728. <laughs> so like that's the other thing is like part of our learning process was the fact that I've never done audio mixing. Like I watched 900 YouTube videos on what I should do. And then when it came to it, none of them had to do with the program that we use. Yeah. So it's just been it's been so many things that I've had to learn along the way, which I'm very grateful because if you guys saw on Instagram, we did a Marvel dinner uh, on Monday and I had to talk in a microphone. So we have like music attached to a mixing board. We have the microphone attached to the mixing board. And the first one that we did with that, the AV guy like labeled everything a lot because he, I was like, dude, I know nothing. And then now he just puts like, which channel things are on and then i and then i move so it's kind of cool i feel like i learned a little bit of a life skill yeah but you know i felt like our content was always gold but well my uh, my audio mixing and my audio equipment were trash yeah our stuff was, and like uh we're those people that you know up until previously now i'm working at home for myself doing my own thing but like we both like you we used our computers at work and then you did everything at home on your phone so we have no reason oh, yeah. to have a laptop more than like nine years old yeah. at this point so now we we do need to upgrade but mm -hmm. yeah so it's just been um a learning process again we're not professionals so i yeah i just really appreciate that you guys have stuck around uh, i do and crack up we have had a couple comments that were that were kind of shitty about the fact that like well, our audio was there we have one on Apple, we have one, only one review that's not five stars. Mm -hmm. It's a two-star review. Which, thank and, you, by the way. And it cracked me up that the person said, wish I could listen. But it, <laughs> it's so it dramatic. It, it was like, wish I could listen, but the audio is just so bad. And then they ended it with, uh, I'm not going to continue listening, but I hope they figure it out. <laughs> and But, okay, but that fucking killed me. Number one. Oh, yeah, one, she was, oh, she's still salty no, about no, no, it. No. I want to put that And here's the thing, out. you guys are going to be like, well, fucking let it go. Number one, I wish I could say that I was a personality that's just like, hmm, anybody's, anything anybody says just like rolls off my back. Not that fucking person, okay? Just not mm -hmm. that person, period. But this is going to sound dramatic, but like the reason it hit so hard, like there's certain things that people can say. And like, I laugh like that one lady that was like, you could get your point across without so many F words and God GDs <laughs> and GDs. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I can laugh off like that. I'm like, whatever. Like, mm. you know, I, I so talk it's like the a way lifestyle I, choice, I guess. Yeah. I talk the way I talk. I am yeah. who I am. Like I can, that's the type of shit I can let go. <laughs> so you might be thinking like, why did this person talking about audio like bother you so much? And let me tell you why. I am the personality type that it will take me forever to launch into something because I so badly want everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I want to think Facts. through every perf every single thing. I want... She's real bad at choosing where we eat. That's but that's why. not even... That's besides the point. Like, <laughs> I just feel like... I just always want to be putting out, like, my best, right? Correct. So... It was a huge deal for me. Like, we started this podcast when my life was in a complete upheaval. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to start crying. Literally, mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. Like, it was just such a bad, like, time for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then the idea of it got me excited. And so yeah. I was like, let's do this. Like, you know, let's do it. And so it was a huge, why the fuck am I crying? It was And it was one of the only things at the time yeah. that actually got a rise out of you. Yeah. And you hadn't had, you haven't had that in a while. And so, like, it was, I was so proud of myself for, like, taking a fucking leap for the first time without mind fucking it to death and just yeah. starting. Mm -hmm. And so, I was, like, seriously, like, like, moment of growth. 
I just, mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old and look what I just did. This is a growth moment for me because I yeah. finally for once just kind of jumped into something without mm-hmm. overthinking the hell out of it. Yeah. And so then that's why like when I read that, I was like, oh God, for the first time I was trying to just do something and yeah. be like, you know what? Fuck it if it's not perfect. Yeah. And then for someone to come in and be like, two stars, you fucking suck. I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like that's the equivalent of like making fun of an overweight person at the gym. Yeah. It's like you're trying. <laughs> yeah. Like you're there like that's a that's the step to doing anything to better yourself like why would i shit on that yeah you know what i mean so it's like while that stupid like you'd be like it's audio like in the end (laughs) (laughs) but like for like it stung because i was like oh my god like i was like really trying to go outside my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck (laughs) and i think that's very um apropos of being i hate the term and i used it earlier as a joke being a content creator because you are putting something out there personal. And I I hear that from people that I watch on YouTube, people that I watch on Twitch. Like, you can have all of these really, really, really amazing comments. And the one that you're going to remember is the one shitty one. Yep. And it's like, no, look at these however many people that are positive about something that I'm doing. Or the people about- that even have enough wherewithal were like, you know what? If you're not a huge fan of it... Just stop listening. Yeah. Like, just, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to try to light the place on fire you on your way out. Your, you know. This isn't about you. Yeah. This is about whoever's creating that content. And if you don't want to be here for it, you don't want to consume it, then don't. Well, what's just so funny, it's like, it's that's where, <laughs> it's like that human brain where for some reason we can't, we have to focus on those shitty, like those bad Correct. things. It's like, why? And yeah. it's not just a me thing. It's a human thing. Like, I know everybody I talk to, it's like, we all do it at some point. You're like, why am I focusing on this when I just heard from four four good things like Mm -hmm. so but like that one kind of like was like stung just because i felt like i was making such big leaps you know Mm -hmm. Um, and there's two things if i can say yeah the one is you're not a super artistic person i think you have things that you are really creative in and i'm not saying that you don't create things like that but i don't think you've ever been like a musician or a painter or these like stereotypical oh so i'm not an artist (laughs) okay got it what i mean by that is like there's a there's a stereotype of like people pouring themselves into an art Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying it everybody's opinion's different so this is just mine um you know performing i guess it's like performative arts that i think people kind of pour themselves because they're very in the moment um so i think this was cool to kind of see you jump into this side of it of creating something and putting it out there for other people to experience because you would never ever i remember you wanted to listen to that first episode 17 times to make sure that every bit of audio was ready and we listened to it once together i listened to a little bit more to check one thing and then we posted it and it happened so fast on your scale and then on like a husband level because i saw you do that for the first time I wanted to spend every dollar I had on it because it was something that I saw got you going and you were excited about and you were, I knew like what you were going to bring to the table about it. Yeah. And I wanted that to succeed. So literally I was like, what can I buy? What can I, like, I just wanted to be there to support that. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah so that's like the that's the only like bad review like we funny we have one that thank god you still still gave us five stars thank god so (laughs) i don't know if they've hopped off by now or not um so very early review i I think it it. was our first review too actually review um so still gave us five stars appreciate it but they said that i talked down to him like a (laughs) (laughs) three-year-old and um legend and some of my other friends that i know like listen i remember texting them and i was like oh my god and they were like i don't get that at all but they're like i don't i don't know what they mean we assumed it was maybe because they don't know us or they've never seen us that they're like okay i don't understand the dynamic of their relationship yeah and so like literally was racking my brain i'm like what have i done and so I was telling well, him, well, how long like, do you have, lady? <laughs> like, I was like telling Tim, I'm like, is it because like he would like ask a question? I'd be like, well, that's the next thing I'm about to say, Tim. I'm like, is that what they think it is? Or like, yeah. I don't know. Or like, and obviously what cracked me up is it clearly even was on my friend's brain because one of my <laughs> friends texts me like two days later and they're like, is it because you drive the bus? They're like, is it because like you kind of run it? Is that it? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. So again, don't know. Because it person- even went into like, I... I tell my husband not to talk to me the way she talks no, no, no. to her. What it said was, it said that um, the content was good and well researched and what well, like well presented, and mm-hmm. it's a darned good thing because <laughs> of the way she speaks to her husband, like he's a three year old. And it says they said I made my husband listen so they could hear if I tr- uh, so he'd let me know if I talked to him that way because I I know that I organize myself the same way she does and I was just like what is happening oh, like <laughs> yeah I mean she's speaking but, a lot of truth let's be but, real but five stars so that's but five like- <laughs> stars yeah so yeah so those are the things. so that's my running joke now where I'm like will you please stop talking down to me <laughs> and she's like I you asked me which mustard I wanted I said southwest <laughs> will you please stop talking down to me <laughs> like our ongoing thing i think mildred thought we were fighting because her ears went up real hard (laughs) we're not fighting mildred or we'll just be saying something and he'll be like i mean if you'd stop talking down to me like i'm a three-year-old so i don't but like Uh, seriously i was like racking my brain and i was like i don't know but yeah yeah. all i can think of is they don't understand our dynamic i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah but five stars so yeah we'll take it thank you and i honestly i hope you did stick around and understand that it's real and it's funny yep mm-hmm. um and then the one person it was that talked about the f the f bombs and gds mm-hmm. that wasn't a review that was a message yeah but that just takes me back to when tim and i were dating <laughs> remember real real weird like relationship with my parents uh this gives you an insight to why it's the way it is now dating and I was like recapping something from my day, and literally all I said was something pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And Tim's dad went, "Hey, hey, hey, <laughs> we don't talk like that." And I was like, "I said pissed." Yeah. Like if you're mad that I said pissed, we're gonna have real problems. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But like, but that's what I remember. I was like, my mother doesn't tell me how to talk. I was like, your dad is not gonna t- tell me how to talk. Just so we're clear here. Every, every time that you say that, I think of Eddie Murphy from like the delirious area because he talks about um how there's this slice of black women that will not put up with like domestic violence and his impression of her is like you don't put your hands in my face my father don't put his hands in my face like that's how that's the energy no but i swear to god i cut my dad out and i became like this fucking like baller i'm like oh no you do not i'm like i like but like 
I don't put up with my own dad. I'm not putting mm-hmm. up with your dad. Like, I, yeah. it's just, it just created, and not even just a dad thing specifically, but just in general, yeah. where I'm like, I don't put up with this shit from my own people. Yeah. I'm not putting up with shit from your people. Like, and I will, and I will completely admit, I feel like being around that energy was very positive for me because I feel like because I was an only child, even though I wasn't like a spoiled only child, I definitely had a very i guess reliant relationship with them where i relied on them for a lot and i don't think i would have separated as far for my own betterment without being around that kind of energy that just gives them ammunition to say it's all me okay <laughs> no no i'm just saying like, but like literally oh, they're yeah. gonna be like it's her she's the reason <laughs> right no and but i i relate it to like f- friend stuff you know, friends that I've lost and I look back and I'm like, well, you're you're not doing anything positive in my life anymore. Yeah. And then I cut that person out, not in a bad way, not in a negative way. I'm not shitty to them. I don't do anything negative towards them. I cherish the time in my life that we had together and they, we meant something to each other. And now we're just past that. Yeah. And that's okay. It's like I remember one time a like a therapist telling me, you do a really good job of, um, you know, when things aren't serving you in a healthy way of like... Cutting it off. And I was like, yeah, I never really thought about it. Like that. <laughs> but I'm like, I guess I always thought I just seemed cold. But then yeah. I got like... But I'm like, no, I'm not a cold person. Like, I'm actually a very yeah. like caring... But I, but it's just not putting up with things that yeah. don't enrich, you know. Don't, yeah. yeah. Don't puff you up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... Anything else you want to say, or I'm going to do some some closing things we have to address. Um, no, just I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody that's listened. I want to thank everybody that's reached out on Instagram. Um, like I said, this is incredibly dopamine enriching. Like it, that's what's that's what I'm full of. I always talk about filling your cup. Yeah. Like what what do you do in your personal life that fills your cup with and, tequila? Well, yeah, but. Like, you know, I hit a point with work when I was at work a lot and I was stressed out and tired and overworked and I underslept and I it was awful. And I felt like my cup was completely dry. And now I'm going to get emotional. Why? <laughs> um, doing this definitely fills my cup. Oh, good. So thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so one thing. So this is the close of season one. Mm-hmm coming back for season two both our season two and the actual season two <laughs> but we are gonna take at least a week off in between mm-hmm. if it turns into more than a week we will update you via the instagrams we are coming back but we are coming back mm-hmm. we're taking this week number one because tim is going out of town for work and it would just be way too quick of a turnaround mm-hmm. like it's just not possible i'm going to um, atlanta georgia georgia (laughs) um so it just wouldn't be possible and we're starting off with bangers i mean the season starts (laughs) with like some good stuff i want to make sure we're putting forth our best and besides him being out of town i have kind of a busy work week next week too Mm -hmm. but on top of that um i need some time to catch up because before (laughs) we started this podcast i'd collected a bunch of media paraphernalia i'm calling it paraphernalia um and I had completely read through both the books that Jim, Bob, and Michelle wrote mm-hmm. before I started. I had actually read them years ago, but I obviously, you know, you need a refresh. And then I kind of probably read 80% of both the old, older Duggar Girls book and then Ginger and Jeremy's book. Mm-hmm. 
because I need to have like some sort of like, okay, what are in these for me to like reference? Like I need a sort of like a correct a jumping off point for to use as references and deep mm-hmm. dives. I have since then collected a ton more of stuff. Like I feel like our fucking living room is covered in paraphernalia. It is. Um, all kinds of things, not just Duggar themselves books, but adjacent and mm-hmm. beliefs and things like that. I really need to catch up on reading a lot of those things so I can know what I have to like reference. Right. Which is incredibly hard to do while doing an episode and a deep dive. Because deep dives alone, you've seen, a deep mm-hmm. dive alone can take me 12 hours yeah. of research. Um, that's on the long end. Sometimes they're as short as four to six. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're as long as 12. And that's not including the time it takes to watch the episode, mm-hmm. take the notes. And then she usually watches the episode twice. I watch it tw- I watch it one time to get a feel for it. Then the second time is when I'm actually pausing, writing quotes and like writing all my notes and stuff. But the first time is to get the feel of what I can skip over. Yeah. Like, t- And so I watch the, ent- the episode entirely through twice. But the second time is really long because I'm pausing and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then and then the go back when you do the visuals. Go back when I do the visuals. And mm-hmm. so I'm probably spending... F- up to 20 hours a week sometimes on all of this. So it's really hard with all of that to work in reading a bunch of books because I need to be reading for deep dives. Mm -hmm. So this is a long way of saying that this break will give me the opportunity to refill your stores of of information. I need to, you know, I need to file some more stuff away. I imagine like a chipmunk putting peanuts in its, in its mouth and the cheeks keep getting bigger. And it's like one of them says ginger and then the other one <laughs> says IBLP and the other one says Bill Gother. You know. um, right. So I need some time to catch up. So yeah. we're taking at least a week mm-hmm. and but we will keep you posted on where we are with that. It's so much work. Could you th- that right there was a perfect example as to why we didn't did this when she had a nine to five. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine like no. you're already taking f- and you only worked 40 hours. Yeah. Like if you had a job like mine or a job like other ones where you're working like a lot of overtime yeah not it wouldn't be possible no not at all um like but probably like i feel like i'm constantly trying to convince like when i'm talking to my family about like me being busy and i'm like no i'm really busy like because <laughs> i literally have my day my week like podcast is worked in into my week like a mm-hmm. job yeah like i literally have specific days of the week that i do this mm-hmm. this day is a full deep dive day this day is episode watching day this mm-hmm. is the day we record so it's like we have and then my other ventures that i'm doing you know Mm -hmm. for a job on on top of that so yeah it's very busy takes a lot of time so i need some time to catch up a little bit yeah um so yeah so then we'll be back for season two i do have to do one little plug that's kind of awkward i did start us a buy me a coffee thing which i feel is like even weird to bring up but i'm just gonna bring it up (laughs) because like my whole thing is like i feel so awkward you shouldn't. I feel like she's pe- people work hard for their money. Like Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily fall into a box of you go to a place, you clock in at eight o'clock in the morning, and then you clock out at four. Like like working hard does not mean working traditionally. No, that's not even what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm saying I feel bad asking I like when if people donate, like I feel bad because I'm like, you worked hard for this five dollars. That's that what I mean. Sense. Like, yeah. I'm like, I feel bad even bringing it up because I'm like, nobody here listening is like fucking not working hard for their money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that $5 was like some part of your body that you're selling in some way, you know, <laughs> dragging yourself somewhere. All I, right. Can I interject with one thing? Sure. So I keep thinking about that with like 
Patreon. Like, content creators work hard. And they put a lot, just like you, there's so many of them that are like you that have their day maps out and they put so much time and effort into things for 10 viewers on a Twitch stream. You know what I mean? And they're doing all of this and just putting all this energy into it. So I've slowly, more recently started supporting people on Patreon because they're people that I love what they do. So for me, as somebody who donates to somebody in that way, monthly, and it's not mountains of cash, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give what maybe I would use on something stupid. So you know what happens? For two months, I don't stop at Quick Trip on the way home. And I don't buy anything there. And it means that I can support somebody who's in the same boat that you are, where you're just putting yourself out there and putting energy into something. You know what I mean? So I just want people to know I'm only bringing it up, but I have no expectations. The year... The year it was not a I don't expect it out of anybody I also um if and if you can't that is fine like you know I'm, I'm not um I I just started like I made it two weeks ago and I just put it in our link tree of our Instagram yeah. and then one day like I got an email that we got a donation and I started fucking crying and I was like yeah. someone made, named Melissa gave us five dollars thank you Melissa um and then they gave then another person the other day but I was just like, oh, my God, like they work for their five dollars and they gave me their five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. Can I um, I want to. So it's buy me a coffee, right? Yes. And I don't I've only donated once and I was slightly inebriated. Um, so what was it? What do you is it buy me a coffee slash digging up the Duggars? Um, I think do you know? because they have limited uh things like characters i think it came out mm. to digging up the dug <laughs> because they're like <laughs> yeah digging up the dug or digging up dug i can't remember like but if sl- you're on if you follow us on instagram it's in our link tree digging up but dug. yeah again i can't emphasize enough that it is not something we expect at all um just putting it out there maybe someday we'll do a patreon but as of right now i don't feel like we can i don't want to feel like I'm taking away from our regular content to make mm-hmm. Patreon content. Like just yeah. where we're at right now is not that. So, yeah. So I just was like, if you, if you, if you want to, if you like what you, I just want to reiterate, it is not necessary, You're but we appreciate it, but we appreciate it. If you do, we appreciate you listening. I want to shout out. Number one, the fact that you're getting emotional and I love it and it's adorable. And I will, can I reflect with, hi Mildred, can I, reflect with an an experience of my own where i felt the same sure whitney talked about it on instagram we did a specialty dinner that was marvel themed it was six courses all curated to a different infinity stone and i had these flowery intros that were kind of like epic and dramatic going into each course and i remember during that entire dinner, including one before they even tasted anything, four people asked me to sign their menu. He's a celebrity, guys. And it was so embarrassing <laughs> and humbling. It was weird. Like I, I didn't know I didn't know what how to do? like act because I'm like, I'm really embarrassed right now. And we've talked about this. I love the idea of birthday of having a birthday party. The idea of people sitting in front of a cake and having people like sing to me makes me want to kill myself. Like it is awful. Yeah. Like I what do you do with your hands? Who do I look at? Like do I stare at people as they sing? Like just it's stare cr- at me. Like, just look look at and, me. <laughs> and every time it does happen it makes me uncomfortable and I stare at the cake. 
And then <laughs> yeah, you, you do. And then you oddly clap at the end. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what do I do here? He does like, like a little like golf clap. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's awful. That is, I will say that that is one of my least favorite things on this planet is people singing to me for my birthday. But I love birthday parties. And I love being around people. And I love like that whole thing of entertaining. But that part is very embarrassing. That's the same feeling I had when people asked me to sign their menu. Just because it was weird, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like you said before where I have imposter syndrome big time. Yeah. And it's weird because amongst a crew and amongst kind of in that environment, I'm very confident. Not arrogant, but confident. But then underneath that is a nugget of like, you're not good enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and my reference to buy me a coffee, one of the groups that I follow, that I start support on patreon i'm gonna shout them out they are called mariachi entertainment system and they are a uh, dr david ortiz and he arranges video game music and like some movie themes a bunch of salinas longs for a really good mariachi group so whenever they do live streams they have a buy me a coffee but they call it buy me a tequila <laughs> so maybe ours should be buy me a pickle <laughs> there you go buy me a pickle <laughs> buy us a pickle buy us a pickle um, <laughs> digging up the dog but i can't or digging up dog i can't remember <laughs> but uh, i cannot reiterate enough only <laughs> it is no expectations we just thank you for being here that is it thank you for spending this time with us okay i think that's going to uh i've been awkward enough and said you don't have to <laughs> 400 times i think it's time to close out this has been so much fun. Yeah. This is the this has been the state of the podcast. Yes. So we will see you again in season 2.